Hey guys, welcome to Tough Skin Podcast. My name is Abby and I'm your host. So Tough Skin Podcast is a place where I interview people and I sit down, talk to them, grab a tea, and I ask them what hardships they went through and how it brought them, quote unquote, tough skin. Let's get into this episode. Because I'm so beautiful, everyone's going to love me more because I'm so, I feel the, I feel so good about myself and confident about myself because of my appearance, whatever that means, whether I have acne and you've taught me how to manage it, whatever, that I'm exuding a confidence and I'm bringing, I'm, I'm exuding this energy that is as a result is kind of, you know what I mean? It's all about the energy that we put out there. It is. It's all about the energy, the vibe, yeah. everything we give, and we're actually live. Oh, hello. <laughs> I just heard you talking, and you're like, beauty is power, and there's something so... I feel like you use a big word, so exuberant, you know? Yeah. I, I say like a lot, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um... Women empowering women. It is, and that is my motto always. It's always been my motto. You know, empowered women empower women, uh, and that's Guys, just someone write that down. That's yeah. Good empowered women empower women. And listen, I'm gonna be 50 years old. 50 years I old. I can be your mom. I've been doing this for a long time. But you look so good. You have your lashes. Like I have my lash extension. I got my nails going. You I got my good. eyebrows on fleek. Oh my gosh, the best <laughs> eyebrows in Miami, and also like the best nail place from Nails by Nivea. Shout out to them. That's right. But yeah, so we are live on Tough Skin Podcast. Hi guys. So I am here with Rose Prieto. I own Beauty and Brow Lounge in Coral Gables, Florida. Ooh, awesome. She did my brows once and she had like these big glasses and like <laughs> looking at my eyebrows and being like, okay, this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to transform your eyebrows. I walked out there feeling the most beautiful. I promise you. I didn't tell you this, but I, wa- I felt, walked out feeling like the most confident Aww. and the most beautiful version of myself that I could ever do. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Well, everyone teases me about my eyewear because it's like I'm performing surgery. I have like all these like lights around my client's face and I have these like, these like, uh, like jewelry, like like surgical like goggles. Because I need to see every microorganism that's on your skin because if I'm looking at you with a magnifying glass and it's perfection and then that's it. I don't care if no one else can see that micro hair. I want it gone and I'm not going to be able to see it without my eyewear. And her huge (laughs) ass is being like, okay, I'm ready for a surgery I was there in the chair like, oh my God, okay, we're going to do it. But yeah, so we're here at Tough Skin Podcast. And basically, if you guys are new here, welcome to Tough Skin Podcast. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm here with Rose. And basically, Tough Skin Podcast is a safe place where I interview people and I ask them what hardships they went through and how it brought them, quote unquote, tough skin. So we're going to get started with this podcast. Great. Yeah, so I guess before we start, let's talk a little bit about you. I mean, we're going to be talking about you this whole podcast, but, and like women supporting women, we'll get to that later, but let's like, what's a few facts that some people may or may not know about you? Okay, well, uh, even though I own a beauty business and a lot of people don't realize that I've been doing eyebrows and makeup for almost 30 years. So wow, 30 the, years? Yeah, almost, well, for 28 years. So the genesis of my um, beauty foundation was on the stage. I was a theater major in college. I, you know, my focus was directing and playwriting and makeup. I love stage makeup. We love makeup. Yeah, I mean, as lo- I loved um, performing on stage and I'm a big thespian at heart, but I never wanted to pursue the stage. Like I always, um, in terms of, you know, being an actress. And I had a lot of friends that, 
during that era in the 90s um, were, you know, do, did the proverbial like waiting tables and, you know, doing the, the, the you know, the acting at uh, during the day kind of thing. I just didn't want that life. Um, and I never really felt it in my heart because I'm a true believer, you know, you ha- if you do what you love in life, you're never going to work a day in your life. That's so true. And although I love the theater as a hobby, like I want to go see a play, but I don't know if I want to act on stage. But yeah. I do know, I did know, uh, you know, and I, and I caught the bug uh, the, you know, the beauty bug, you know, in my experience in the theater, I did know that I wanted to do some kind of beauty. Like I wanted to do something in, in the How realm of beauty. How old were you when you found out you wanted to Okay, so, I mean, ever since I was like eight or nine, I remember, I'll never forget this, I was like rummaging through a closet and I found some old cosmetics. Back in the day, I guess my mom used to sell some not Avon, but like, you know, it's a, it's a brand that doesn't even exist anymore. I actually can picture it exactly in my head. And I wish, and I've tried to Google that brand. I'm not even going to say it because it doesn't exist. But nevertheless, it there was two compacts that I had gotten um, in brand new. Yeah. It was a little compact of like cream, like rouge lipstick. And another compact of like a waxy brown, like makeup thing. And I feel like I can just see it. Yeah, like around. it's two. It's like so two things. And it was her tweezers, okay? And these tweezers to this day are my most prized possession. So really? at, so I'm going to be 50. I was about 8 or 9 when I stole. Sorry god. I stole <laughs> these tools. I feel like my first sin was I like still stealing own. shoes from like no. like a I think my first like quote unquote sin was me like taking like a little lip gloss from Kmart back You're in the kidding. Day. I freaked out. You will pay. <laughs> You will pay. Well, I'm sure. See, look, what you have a platform now where you're empowering women. So I'm sure you've paid it back. So the message, don't steal unless you want to go to jail. (laughs) But anyway, so so I had these tweezers that to this day I use. To this day, they're my most prized possession. And for at least the first 10 years of my business, I used those tweezers as one of my tools. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I could lose these at any moment. Like, anything had happened. Let me find other because the thing is they're not normal tweezers if you look at these tweezers and if you've ever um if you go on any of my social media platforms i have a mil- millions Follow of little, her on all social media yeah i'm on at beauty and brow lounge um you'll see me using these tweezers that look like scissors but they're flathead they're flathead tweezers that are scissor like so it's not the traditional tweezer where you would use your two little pincer grasp you know sort of mm-hmm. manipulation thing it's sort of different so Can you use that on me that I, that's the only tweezer I've ever used in my life because of, because I learned from that original tweezer back when I was nine. Do you have it framed? I feel like you should have it framed. I should. I know. I, I want to. Like, I, I feel know. like you shouldn't make a, I know. Uh, like a little clear <laughs> box and be like, this is what well, started. It's in, my, it's in my home vanity. Like my home vanity is just like my, Ooh, no, home, that's vanity, so my home vanity. <laughs> so one day maybe you'll visit me on your YouTube channel. You could fill my home, like all my makeup palettes Ooh. and stuff. But anyway, so, um, so anyway, so I was get, getting back to those two little um, compacts for about – for years, years after that moment, I used those two pieces of makeup in a myriad of ways. For example, that little rouge compact, I used to sneak. I used to go to school and like pretend. Like So I would say to myself, I've always like sort of innately been aware of, you know, how makeup can impact the face. Yeah. But how could I do it at 10 so that I'm allowed to go to school? In other words, my mother would never have let me wear makeup to school per oh, se. No, 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 yeah. So, so... When you put on lipstick or rouge or what, you know, eyeshadow, whatever, it's supposed to mimic your natural, enhance your natural beauty, right? And so I understood this at a young age. So I would take this, one of those things was like a little compact of like a, like a blush. Mm-hmm. So I would a dab a little bit 
on my lips so it would like stain my lips I would put a little bit on my cheek so it's sort of like to mimic a flush you know like just like a rosy cheek and you didn't even know it no I would put a little bit on my eyes so now it wasn't whatever let's say it was a blush it wasn't blush anymore I understood at a young age that makeup is pigment because if it could use be used in multi you know for multiple reasons right so I use that one product in three ways now there was another product I was talking about a little compact and I used that compact it came with a little applicator I'll never forget and I used that to sort of frame my eyebrows and to use as eyeliner for years I probably now in retrospect it was probably full of bacteria yeah. because you, know, you shouldn't use makeup for like more than I don't know a year or whatever yeah, but yeah, yeah. I probably had those two items for like a decade because wow. you know I didn't use that much of it yeah. but used it all the time nevertheless and just through practicing you know just sort of like you know um innately just loved it and just you know practicing it's just that inner passion it was that inner fire that always existed Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that oh I want to be a you know this was a generation early 80s late 70s there was no YouTube there was no cable TV even Mm -hmm. you know so this was was something something that I just have always loved so fast forward to me being in college and so by then by the time I was in college I've already like mastered the art of makeup application I was the always the the token makeup artist in my family eyebrow shaper in my family so by the time I got to college I got really good because that's when I started taking classes and you know so the the, the key here is to educate yourself learning the, learning, yeah. learning the contours of the face forget about Kim Kardashian and these people that are on YouTube now during contouring I mean we did that 30 years ago on the stage wow. the genesis of manipulating you are the true you're like I'm sorry for the Kim Kardashian dance but you're like the true car- Kim Kardashian no, no, no. Kim Kardashian no what, what I'm saying is that the genesis of the like these 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 uh, tips are you know come from the stage it's how to manipulate the face by using shadows and light what is contouring it's shadows and light if I put lipstick on you right now I'm contouring your lips if when I do your eyebrows even just using a pencil I'm contouring your eyebrows you're contouring my mind right now <laughs> contouring is not just the cheeks so it's basically how do, how do I manipulate the face using shadows and light and so I learned that um you know in in, in the theater on stage yeah. and so um so then I started just doing people's eyebrows during that time during you know uh theater we'd have these huge productions we'd have like 30 45 minute breaks behind stage I was in a big ensemble cast and all the girls would ask me to do their eyebrows and so um and that's you know sort of where it started so for years after so that I that's how you got into 100 percent. and so for years after that that I always worked freelance. So I always had to pay the bills. You know, I, in college, I worked up to three jobs. I mean, it wasn't like, not Not easy. No, it's not. I was always, my parents, um, you know, owned a business and they were successful, but I was brought up to be, you know, a hard worker. So there was nothing was given to me, which I really appreciate that work ethic. And that could be another, you know, that's, oh, that's a whole other conversation. Oh my right? goodness. <laughs> but, um, so I always worked freelance. So people would come to my house. I would travel to them to do makeup and eyebrows. My niche was only makeup and eyebrows. So I, you know, there's people out there that do this and they do that and they do, they change, like, it's like a million things. I'm a believer of do one or two Focus on one or two things and do them really, really well. And so my niche has always been eyebrows. So now fast forward to me, you know, having, I have my own business, my own brick and mortar location. I don't have a mentor because I'm self-taught, right? I've never worked for anyone because I I, I always worked for myself. But, um, but you know, so it was basically, you know, I built my business one brow at a time, really. I love that because (laughs) when you said, like, I was like, these listeners need to listen, but when you said I didn't have a mentor, that kind of hit me home. That hit me, that hit home to me because I have a mentor for church and right. they're amazing and I love them. Shout yep. out to you, mentors. But I didn't have a mentor for videography and photography. Now I do, but 
Um, but I didn't have a mentor that taught me how to do a YouTube channel. I didn't have a mentor that taught me how to do a podcast. I didn't have a mentor that taught me my videography, photography. It was self-taught and it was something like for me, it was like God, like told right. me and was like, okay, because it was innate. It was something inside of you that said, I want to do this I and I'm just going to learn how to do it. And that's so beautiful right. because something about us business people, right. we, we have this instant connection because we, we didn't, we worked the, the how do you say this like we worked around and we didn't like cut we didn't cut to the front we worked hard we worked our butts off no shortcuts for, no shortcuts no we no free rides right right worked hard to be where we are now to really do that and if you guys are listening and you guys are business people you know we'll give you advice in a bit but yeah that's like my no absolutely and and I literally can all I want to do, like, every day in my life is, like, shape an eyebrow. As seemingly insignificant as it sounds, mm-hmm. and I do so many things in my practice now. I'm an uh, I'm multi-licensed. I'm an, an esthetician. I'm a cosmetic tattoo artist. I'm an electrologist. I'm a beauty writer. Wow. I, I've been blog. I have a, I've had a blog for almost a decade, so I have over 150 articles on there. I love – I'm an educator by nature. I love to sort of empower – not, I hate to say women because men have skin too and men love the, you know, my husband and my son come to me as well. amazing skin because of you. Yeah, I know. They come to me all the time. So I don't, I don't want to use, you know, single out um, just women, but I love to educate anyone with skin mm. that wants to make it better and whatever that means to them, whether because they have acne. everybody has skin. Everybody has skin. It's, it's our largest organ in our body. And if we don't take care of it now, and listen, I'm, I come from the 80s. We used to lay out in the sun with baby oil. Like We didn't know then what we know now about skin cancer and UV rays and premature aging oh, and skin so lines. Like so like that, you know, like forget about it. And like I'm writing an article right now on just hyperpigmentation. Yeah, just yeah, hyperpigment. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's just, you know, and it's like. There's um, a lot. But so it's, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot to know. But. But, um, you know, so the, so the takeaway is that I've always loved to have that platform to store, to educate. Mm-hmm. And in my business, I get to do that because I see clients every day. And every day I'm, I'm answering the same questions over and over and over. And, you know, it's sort of like I could play the play button, you know, in terms of like, and it's always the well, same thing. that's what we're going to do. We're going to play the play <laughs> button and do that. You know, it's about, you know, um, you know, whether it's fine lines or my acne yeah. or, you know, whatever, anything related to beauty. But but in my experience, I have found one thing, and, and it's seemingly superficial, right, to say, I make you look pretty. Well, that is superficial, but there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. I don't know about you, but when I put on a lipstick or when I do my nail, go go to my nails, oh, or, um, and of course, when my clients like you, like, leave <laughs> and they feel so much happier, it's like, it makes us, when we become a better version of ourselves or even the best version of ourselves, then we feel better and we walk with a little bit more, you know, Confidence. bounce in our step, right? We stand up a little straighter and there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, if anything, that's great. You know, that's that what that's going to set you apart. So whether it's, you know, going on that job interview or, you know, maybe if, you ha- if you're looking to open up your own business or, um, you know, have a YouTube channel, whatever it is that, you know, for whatever reason you want to look the best version of yourself, maybe you're on the dating scene, right? You're going to put yourself out there looking the best version of yourself. I'm snapping and like, like, right? my hair and be like, ooh, girl. <laughs> and that may not just be putting on makeup because in my opinion, the most beautiful version of ourselves has no makeup. It's about, if, as long as your skin and your hair and your teeth are in check, then everything else is just icing. That's and so, so true. Wow, that's good. And that's what those it's layers. It's la- those are the th- and those are the gifts that we were born with, right? Yeah. Again, the skin is our largest organ. God, you know, we are a creature of God. We yeah. need to take care of ourselves exactly. because who's going to take care of us? I mean, we are responsible for ourselves. Exactly. It's not about the cream that we get at the counter. You know, exactly. it's about things that we put in our body mm-hmm. and always be always being mindful of the sun. Exactly. You know, and, constantly. And going to towards like 
like what I guess since since you're all about beauty and like empowering women I guess how did you get like you like you told me like the backstory but what I guess is there a situation or a story or or a situation that happened that brought you quote-unquote tough skin that that molded you into the person you are today because of like because you're so like passionate about women supporting women and like you're passionate about all these things like what's your why like well that I don't, i'm not gonna cry so <laughs> if i tell you i may cry we're, we're not filming it so it's fine. okay good you good can, good can, like... okay so my father was lebanese my mother's cuban my father's lebanese and lebanese middle eastern culture the men are very um you know not warm and fuzzy, let's just put it that way. And he comes from um, a family of Lebanese jewelers. And so he's, you know, all my life, uh, I'm from New Jersey. He had a few uh, stores in New York. Um, he was a jeweler and um, specifically a watchmaker, he and his brothers. And so very successful, you know, jewelers. And so uh, in the 80s, he moved to, we moved to Miami. He set up shop in Miami Beach. And so it was all, and I remember I was a senior in high school and he brought home all these brochures one day. Jewelry making, um, you know, jewelry design. You know, of course, it, there was like no question I was going to be a jeweler. Like this is something I need to follow in that family wow. sort of footstep. And I love wearing jewelry. Like I appreciate the beauty of jewelry. Um and how it can enhance our beauty, actually, it does. Oh, I always say the bigger the hoops, the bigger the I, blessing. It's funny because today was the first day of school and my seventh grader, and she is all into, like, you know, taking care of her skin and have her little okay. lip gloss, and, and her name is Olivia. And I'm like, Olivia, you're not going to wear earrings because, you know, earrings frame the face, and it adds brightness to the face. So she ran to her room and put earrings on. I so. promise you, like, when, when I have a daughter, like, hopefully I have a daughter, but I know I'm probably going to have a son. But if I have a daughter, I'm literally, like, you are me to my daughter. I know. But listen, I'm glad because she's so into it but that's that's another combo so anyway so there was like oh i'll never forget that day he brought home all these brochures and i was like oh my gosh and i was kind of scared of not scared of him but i was you know i respected him greatly so you know i wasn't about to argue at that time i was like well i still have to go to college you know there's time and so while i was on my journey of beauty and you know freelancing and of course shortly there shortly after college i got married so i've been married um it's gonna be 26 years in in november 26 years 26 years of marriage Honey, I told you I'm old, right? I'm young at heart, but no, I'm... no, no. She's she looks like she's like 33, so because I take care of my skin. But anyway, and I act like very <laughs> juvenile. Guys, like shout out to her podcast that we're <laughs> gonna open up. So if you guys want to learn all about that stuff, go to her podcast. Yay! And and for the record, Abby, you are young, and you could be my daughter, but you are a mentor of mine as well. So I've never had a mentor in beauty, but getting back to that topic of mentor, who inspires you in life? Who makes you want to learn and, and get to another level? And you're one of those people. So I always say you don't necessarily have to know your mentor for them to be a mentor. People that you read about, you know, read, you know, books or podcasts or YouTube people that you listen to that motivate you, but you're one of those people for me. So yay. Oh my God. Don't cry. You me cry. Okay. So let me get back to my dad. Okay. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, so um, I'll never forget. So while I was on my, you know, I was married, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to pay the bills because I told you, you know, it was n- n- nothing was given to me. Um, had a good life, but I had to work for what I wanted. And so newly married couple had to work in corporate America because it's, it's an easy way to get a job. I was a college graduate. Yeah. But my passion was beauty. Yeah. I couldn't do that full time because, you know, back then it was just like working in, at the Macy's counter. You know, there was like no Mac and like makeup artists. It, it wasn't what it was today. Mm-hmm. So... 
you know, I, I just like you, I'm very friendly and I, and I meet people. So everywhere I lived, you know, cause we did move to Orlando at one time in Tampa. Um, I, you know, I quickly made fast friends and, uh, uh you know, I was always sort of the go-to like for, for wedding makeup and that kind of thing. And so my father, uh, every time I would go back home to Miami to visit him, um, he would roll his eyes. Like, seriously, like, what are you doing with your life? It was like anything that I did with my life, if it wasn't jewelry, it was like, what are you doing with your life? It was like, yeah. so it like, like a, an eye roll. And it's like, made me feel so like I'm like seriously well I, I, I'm actually I'm happy like but yeah. you know okay um you know it's 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 who he was you so know it's like you didn't get that affirmation and never in my life to this day and he died about seven years ago so he th- that's just who he was and that's I you know not there was nothing to forgive it's not like I forgive him yeah uh, it was just you know the, the his flavors and he was my father mm-hmm. I learned a lot from him and but but getting but fast forward to him now being 78 he died when he was 80 he developed cancer. He never remarried. My parents divorced when I was young. And so he, um, you know, I was sort of, my brother and I, like sort of his caregiver. And, and, you know, we would have go to his home every week and sort of bring him food and see if he was okay. Hired a nurse, that kind of thing. So, um, so he sort of like, I, the walls were being broken down. I sort of saw layers of him, right? Onion has many layers. So I saw a more, um, you know, uh, you know, a real side to him, like, oh, this man does have a heart. So he, I started get, to, I started getting to know my father two years before he died. Wow. This is such a a, a, a random thing that I, I digress. But the first time I saw his bare feet was when he was seventy eight, two years before he died. So why, my father? I told you, you know, uh, what he did. He was to say that he was. Um, uh, conscious of his appearance is an understatement. I never saw him in anything other than a suit and a tie. And when he got home at the end of the day, just to unwind at home, he would take off the jacket, take off, un, you know, take off the tie, maybe unbutton one or two buttons, roll up his sleeves. And that was his version of like, you know, yoga clothes. Never, he wasn't the type to walk around barefoot at the house. He was not, he would retire to his room and then he would do his, you know, private business in terms of dressing, undressing and whatnot. He was very formal. If I was touch, if I touched my face, don't touch your face. If I had a scuff on my shoe, it was like the end of the world. He was, he was obsessive compulsive to the thousandth degree regarding my appearance. And that makes sense. Like why you really look Right. Well, yeah. And I guess like looking back in retrospect, I appreciate that actually, because I'm really hyper conscious. This is why I wear those, you know, those medical goggles (laughs) to do your eyebrows of every little speck on your face. And, you know, when my clients in my chair, even when they're coming to me just for eyebrows, it's my moral obligation to tell you what you don't know. In other words, if you knew everything that I knew about beauty, you wouldn't be sitting in my chair making an appointment with me, paying me money, right? Yeah. Because you're, you got this covered. But that's something, you may be an accountant or an attorney or something that I know nothing about. Yeah. My expertise is beauty. You made an appointment with me. You're sitting in my chair. So if you're sitting with me just to do your eyebrows and if I see, I don't know, some hyperpigmentation or a spot on your face or a wrinkle or something that I know that can be fixed or yeah. an acne scar yeah, or even acne. Yeah, like you a blackhead on my forehead once. <laughs> Did and I really? You, and you like, and you took can the little thing. Can I extract it? Can I take it out? Can you extract it? I Yay. Like, sure. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Dr. Pimple Popper. I love like all that oh, stuff. God. But anyway, I'm an esthetician, but I'm not a practicing esthetician. I don't like do facials I because I, it's not my passion. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to do everything. Exactly. Um, but uh, I like to have acronyms after my name and I love the credibility of being, you know, having licenses under my name, mm-hmm. which is another, getting, we're going to get to that later in terms of, I think it's really important to educate yourself as much as you can, because it gives you credibility, you know, yeah. but getting back to, um, getting back to my dad. So 
he was very, 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 you know, extremely obsessive compulsive about his appearance. So now that his health is declining in those two years that, you know, after I finally saw his feet, right, which is such, such a weird thing oh to gosh, say out loud, but I've never really said that out loud. So um, it's kind of odd. But um, and for the record, he had the feet of like a 40 year old man perfect his hands his skin were beautiful like just look at your grandfather's feet like Leah, this is your homework like you know you'll see veins oh you'll, you'll see like maybe some calluses like feet are like th- they walk on the earth right yeah. imagine a foot that's never seen anything but a sock you know so it's like no cal he was a jeweler like no 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 hard labor like he had the most beautiful hands and feet so that's my memory of my dad but anyhow so now Two years later, he's in the hospital. It's he's it's it's the beginning of the end. He ended up being in the hospital for nine days, and at this point, his cancer was so bad that he wasn't even able to speak. So I knew that he was so. I I, I knew my dad obviously how he felt about his appearance. So every day, I would go to the hospital with a kit. I'd have Guerlain um, Imperial Cologne, which is like a kind of a lemony scented cologne, mm. for, by Guerlain. Um, I would have some washcloths. I'd have face lotions, um, I don't know, lip balm, some random like brush, just, I don't know, random facial, a facial kit. This is before I was licensed. Well, I was like, a, this is before I was like a working, I, I worked freelance for over 20 years, yeah. but I wasn't a licensed like esthetician or anything. Mm-hmm. And every day in his, in his um, hospital room, I would give him a pseudo facial every day. And that included like putting the water on really hot, getting the hot towel, massaging his face, putting that hot towel on your face. If you've ever had that hot towel on your face, yeah. you know how delicious that feels. Yeah. And I really, you know, infused his face with love and with just the, the love of wanting to make him look his best because I knew that it would be so important to him. I would spray him with Guerlain. I would brush his hair. And I swear to God, I am not kidding. It, it is something that is now tattooed in my heart. I saw the love in his face for the first time in my life. My father never told me that he loved me. See, I'm crying. <laughs> he never told me he loved me just because, and I know he did, but he, that just wasn't his jam. Like he wasn't like an affectionate person, but in that moment, his face said it all. His face, you know, I felt the love in his face. So I knew that was November. He died. It was nine days in the hospital. And after that, I knew that this is what I have to do with my life because I loved doing it so much. Yeah. And for the first time, it actually kind of brought me the closest that I've ever been with my father, ironically, on his de- deathbed. So, like I said, that was November. It when really I brought you a sense of purpose. Yeah. And, and P.S., I had already had two kids by that time. At that time, uh... I was 39 years old. My daughter, my youngest daughter, who's now 12, was in preschool. So in January, just a few months later, my father had already passed. Like I said, in November, I was, um, I, I, I'm sorry, I had just turned 40 in September. I had yeah. just turned 40 in September. Uh, the facial scenario was in November, he, uh, and he died. And then in January, I signed up for um, class at Florida College of Natural Health in Doral, Florida, uh, where I ended up getting two out of my three licenses. Um, fast forward to a few years later after that, I ended up being on the, their advisory board where I was helping them with curriculum and helping them, you know, helping uh, empower new students at that time. So um, shortly, th- that to answer your question, that was the fuel that sort of kickstarted it, is my relationship with my father and seeing how beauty impacted his love, like opened up his heart really. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it made him feel better. I knew how obsessed he was. And, and I brought everything. I wanted to bring the feel. I wanted to touch his face. I wanted to clean his face. I wanted to brush his hair. I wanted him to smell the sense of the Guerlain. You know, it's, it's about bringing all those senses. And, and when that I was like the love language. It is. It really is. And when I work with my clients, I bring in different, you know, I used oils and I use, it's the same music in my office. Always I have the same Spotify playlist, Beauty and Brow Lounge. If you want to search Beauty and Brow Lounge on Spotify, that's my playlist. Beauty and Brow Lounge. Like, say <laughs> it's, that 
five times. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I want the same feels. I want it to be very predictable. I want it to be an experience when you come to me. So I want yes. the same sense. I want the same candle. I want the same sounds. I want the same experience. Like it's, I always have the same um, uh, uh, little like, can- candy uh, station. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I have the same bubble gum and the same chocolate candies. Like everything is so predictable in my office. I don't like change. Like I like things to be so predictable. I love it. And I and I said earlier, I can literally talk about and do eyebrows every day of my life. It's like it brings, it is the, it, and it doesn't make me a million dollars. I have other layers of my business that are very profitable and that's how I built my brand. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the basic art of shaping an eyebrow is the the fuel that feeds my creative soul, and I if if I don't do that, then I, I I why am I living? So I I'll never let that go. Wow, that's so yeah. good. Wow, that's so. I good. didn't cry that much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's I'm like you you, you almost had me crying because I was like, well, no, but um, I guess going with that that. That's definitely, that's like the story. That's what got you tough skin. And you got to feel like, Yeah, I mean, you got to feel it. You got to know in your heart. You got to know. No one can tell you what you love. Like you close your eyes right now. And what is it that you love to do? And some people think, gosh, what, what I really love to do is designing doorknobs, which which is so weird. Well, guess what? You come to my house, by the way. I have the most beautiful doorknobs. I love my doorknobs. We love. It's so random, but <laughs> there's people that design that doorknob. Like, so anything that you think that is so out there it's not because there's going to be a market for it you know mm-hmm. i love buttons or i love uh you know uh curtain rods or i don't know yeah. whatever and so whatever it is that you love you need to go for it that's true i i definitely agree and i guess like what is some advice that you would give someone that wants to start a business or like young girls or older women out there that are listening to this or guys that want to feel empowered i guess that's like a two-part question sure well we live in a day and age now where we have all these platforms where we can, you know, we could instantly become famous. Instagram and YouTube and podcasts and, and you know, um, oh my. social media and, you know, what things I don't even know exist that my daughter's on that I don't even know what that is. Was it TikTok? TikTok, exactly. Oh my gosh, I don't understand <laughs> that. I always say, oh, I don't understand the Twitter. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, oh, so there's, there, there's so much out there. And these are great tools. Don't get me wrong. It is. And for example, my daughter, per- perfect example, my daughter said to me the other day, oh, should I be using this um, highlighter, whatever it is, because, and, this, and I'm quoting her, because the uh, one of the beauty gurus that I'm watching on YouTube today said da 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 da. I'm like, and it was wrong. It was inaccurate. It it, it was not a one size fits all thing. Get it? Mm. So in other words, whatever it was that my daughter wanted to do had its place, yeah. but not for everybody, and certainly not for a 12 year old. Yeah, so I'm like, all. and so I was like, do you, do, do you know who I am? Hello, like who, who, who's this influencer? <laughs> like I I could teach her. I could run circles around her. <laughs> my point is this: it's a great tool for learning and for you know putting for sort of getting started and how do I do makeup? Let's say, oh my God, my passion is to do be a makeup artist. Let's just say, how do I do makeup? You, you know, get a lot of ideas, see what products are out there, see what other people are doing, but it's not one size fits all. Makeup is not one size fits mm-hmm. all. I can tell you everything, Abby, that you need to, to make your eyes brighter and to make your skin glow and to make you the best version of yourself. But I'm going to give your mother an entirely different recipe mm-hmm. of instructions because your face differs from her face. Everybody yeah. has a specific anatomy to their face and it's not, you know, like I said, it's not one size fits all. Some, so, and I could go on and on with just that. So with that said, I think the thing is that's going to set you apart 
support, especially in this day and age where there's so much influence out there on social, is education. I, I mentioned those research, ac- guys. acronyms after your name. Um, so I went to school after my dad died. I became an esthetician because I knew that legally in the state of Florida to touch the face, you have to be an esthetician. You can't just be a freelance makeup artist. You have to legally be an esthetician. Now, the aesthetics, the, the, poli- the, the makeup police aren't out there arresting these makeup artist people at hotels doing bridal makeup but I like to do things by the book and I'm very I'm very credible in that way um if you go to the makeup counter if you're going to be you can apply makeup with the insult with the intent to sell so that's the only loophole there is in the law which I actually Mm. still have a problem with because look at those contaminated brushes but whatever but anyway so for another day (laughs) that's a tea for another day but um so when I was at school getting my um aesthetics license which by the way full-time was only about five or six months so that's a short little speck in my life um I was like gosh while I'm here oh I could become an electrologist I really like the follicle I want to know everything there is about the follicle so I became an electrologist uh and then I my passion was always eyebrows obviously remember that the the eyebrow the the tweezer I stole when I was eight so so I'm like gosh you know and I had just learned about you know micropigmentation permanent cosmetics and I was like gosh you know what this exists and this is you know I, I first found out about it when I was at you know school getting my aesthetics license so I knew that the arc of my career was going to end with permanent cosmetics being like really the, the 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 jewel of my business but the foundation is brow shaping but the jewel is cosmetic tattooing I could tattoo Every day, all day, I'm so happy when I'm doing it because I could truly be creative with an eyebrow mm-hmm. and I could permanently shape your eyebrow with electrolysis. I can permanently shade it with, you know, how empowering is that? You know, mm-hmm. you could just wake up and, and go. So it, that's a whole other, you know, yeah. layer. And, and I guess like going off that, you know, like I guess for women or like men that want to start their business, what advice would you give to them like empowering them okay so this is you know one piece of, that's a great question and I'm so glad you asked because of what I'm about to say I told you I got two of my three licenses at a school in Durrell mm-hmm. and I go twice a year for advisory uh, board meetings I'm on the advisory board and so when I'm there I speak to their in you know their current class of estheticians of which is a minimum of 50 students mm-hmm. ranging from 18 to some of them some students are up to 60 so it's women and men of all ages yeah, ma- mainly women right yeah. so I'm there and they're there of their own volition they're there to get their estheticians license to do facials to work in a spa or whatever it is they want to do waxing like whatever it is they want to do that's within the scope of their license right yeah. it's not like high schoolers so when I'm there I'm like this is who I am I have my own business if anybody wants to ever shadow me and call me, if you have any business, if you ever want to see my business, if you want your own, you know, come and shadow me. Never to this day have I gotten one phone call <laughs> saying, oh my gosh, I saw you at Florida College. And I'm very like engaging. I'm, I make it very welcoming, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like it's intimidating. I'm almost insisting that they do this, yeah. um, but they don't. And so, because what I did Remember, my dad died. I was 40. I was 40 when I went back to school. Now, I had over 20 years of experience freelance, just self-taught. But I was... So, number one, if you're hearing this right now and you're 16, oh, gosh, I'm too young. Or if you're 40, oh, God, which I don't think that's your demographic, but... Or let's say 30. I don't know. I promise you, there's people from Saudi Arabia that listen to this. I'm like, okay. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm reading reading these great books about Saudi Arabia, so that's another... I'll tell you that after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can mention it to your people after today. Um... But uh, so regardless of your age, you're never too, number one, you're never too old to go back to school. If you got your degree in law and you're like, gosh, 
I got my degree in law. I'm in $100,000 of student yes. loan debt. But I really want to be a, you know, whatever it is, you know, I don't know, a business owner. Yeah. I really want to own a restaurant. I'll then you, business is where it's at. No. Listen, I want you to know that whatever you do in life, whatever stepping stone you've taken in life, let's mm-hmm. say you're an attorney or whatever it is, it's going to lead you. It's going to, you're going to benefit from it. I was a theater major. I am a, like so comfortable on the stage. I, I, my emphasis was stage makeup and playwriting. Yeah. What do, what do I do now? I own a beauty business where I'm talking to people all day. So it's like performing. <laughs> I'm doing makeup. So like I did on the stage, right? Like contouring. And I write beauty content, but it's no different from writing a play in terms of communicating to an audience, right? So anything that you do in life is going to take, is, is going to benefit you. It's like, it's like part goes, of your creative soup. In a circle. Well, think of your... I always think of my life as like uh, like a soup. Okay, so this is my soup, right? So all the steps the along the way... rose. <laughs> the rose soup. And it's mm. spicy and sweet. And all those stepping stones you've taken along the way are like ingredients. So it's all going to benefit you. So there's no, nothing is wasted. Ooh, I love this. Nothing is wasted because I hate the, prov- the proverbial, uh, oh, you know, everything is done for a reason. It really is. Because the universe presents things to you when you're ready to receive them. So if, if today you're, you know, you're supposed to be taking, you know, doing this in your life, you know, whatever job you're in right now, it's because you're supposed to be doing this because it's for the greater good of something that is going, that's going to benefit you tomorrow yeah. or in two years, whatever, whenever that's going to be. So number one, whatever it is you want to do. And I, this is really important. I have even said it is to shadow. So if find something, let's say you're an attorney, let's say hypothetically, and you really want to own a restaurant. Gosh, it's my passion to own a restaurant. Find, call as many restaurant owners as you can. What restaurants do you love? What restaurants do you want to model your career after? Talk to the owners, talk to the managers and see if you can shadow them. I did that and everyone was so happy to oblige. Wow. Absolutely. Because everybody always needs help. A hundred, don't ever go into anything blindly. And They're, to stay humble too. Well, yeah, but you always want to, and, and, and the person that says no, like I'm, you, you can't shadow me, you, you don't want them. You don't want their energy. Because I can bet you a hundred thousand dollars that you're going to find a lot of people that are going to open their doors and say, absolutely, ask me anything. Yeah, because you even came to me. You said, oh, I want to shadow you. And yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, oh, I thought we were going to interview each other. No, I want to no, watch I just want to, I know, I came here today to just watch you. I didn't know I was going to be interviewed. And <laughs> Welcome listen, to Tough Skin. Exactly. Oh my God. Like you're putting me, you're making me cry. It was like a whole therapy session. I know. I promise you yesterday I had my therapy (laughs) session with the podcast about like singleness and everything and like talking about my future husband. I was like, okay, you know what? I guess it's, it turned on me, but now you just feel good when you talk. It is. And purge. And I know my buttons are making noises here on the table. (laughs) But, um, because I'm leaning on the table. I have to sit, sit up straight. I know. I'm trying to. So, so again, getting back. So number one, educating yourself as much as you can. Those acronyms after your name. I love love having if you go on my website beautyandbrowlounge.com you'll see cpcp le like i'm a esthetician i'm this i'm that i don't know i like when you come to my office i have a whole wall full of all the certificates mm-hmm. uh, and all the advanced classes i took because it was a lot of time and a thousands of dollars of money invested in making myself a better version for professional than I was yesterday for your benefit. Because when you come to my office, I want my clients to know that I am really qualified to touch your face and I've invested in myself. You are overqualified. <laughs> no, I don't think that could ever be because we're always learning something. But, you know, you want to you wanna, um, toot your own horn in terms of this is who I am. This is what I've accomplished. Put it put it out there in terms of, you know, putting it on your website or, you know, putting it, the certificates, you know, frame those degrees or whatever on the wall. So exactly. I don't think you can, you can never learn too much. So number one, get as educated if it pertains to your area. So for me and beauty, I have to be licensed. And not only, even if I didn't didn't have to be licensed, 
if I wasn't a licensed, I wouldn't know half the, the everything that to this day I talk about and preach and write about that I'm a quote expert in are the things that I've learned from beauty, you know, when I, when I was uh, initially taking my aesthetics course back mm-hmm. in the day uh, after my dad died during that era. So, uh, you know, so, you know, obviously education, right? That why do we go to school is to learn. Exactly. So number one, to, to educate yourself. And number two, to seek those that you want to mimic and to shadow them. But here's a huge piece of advice. I never ask advice from people's lives I don't want. So in other words, if someone's out there and they're driving a Bentley and they're a billionaire and they're, you know, let's say doing what I wanted, let, let's say you want to, you know, again, open up a restaurant, they're the most famous restaurateur and they're like the richest person. For some reason, if I, I'm not feeling their energy and yeah. I don't want their life, you don't feel I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, and I'm not going to follow them on social media. I'm not going to follow any of their advice because if it, whatever they did to get there is fine for them. But I'm going to take, there's a lot of different roads to get to the, you know, to, to the destination. I'm going to find those people whose energy I it's jive with. Journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it may take me twice as long, but at least, it's you know. It in the end. Exactly. Because I'm not going to do anything that I don't, like, I'm in no rush. Like, why am I in a rush to get? We, I, I feel that too, because I feel like there's many people listening that, um, even in this day and age, that we, like, young people and older people, any, any people, like, we... We're so focused on the destination. I remember they're talking about this at work that everybody is so focused on the chase and on the next, what's next, what's next, what's next? You know, where am I going to go? How am I going to get there? And then when you get there, you're like, what's next? You know, you're never fully satisfied. But I think it's when you realize that it's the journey, like this conversation, you know, this podcast, you know, it's kind of so beautiful to create and to find yourself along the way because when you truly find yourself you're never going to truly find yourself but when you find yourself and you find yourself enjoying the journey of where you're going then you you feel at peace with with it so i think that's 100 percent, and that's a great segue into my final and my third piece of advice look at us of the three i know that's a great segue into the third piece of advice which is which is remove yourself from anything that brings toxicity into your life. So that journey. You jur- can say that again and again <laughs> and again. So that journey you were talking about and take your time on the journey, yeah. you're going to, there's toxic people in your life right now, or I'm sure, I can guarantee it, that are just not bringing you good vibes, good energy, and they're just bringing you down. And it's like sort of like the kryptonite, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's not, they're not, you know, you want to be around people that motivate you, that elevate you, that inspire you to be a better version of yourself. It lifts you up. and You got it. And if that is not the case, then you need to, okay this is what I this is how I picture my life I have like all these like different metaphors my life is a movie right now so I picture my life as a movie and I in my office my when my clients come to me it's like the proverbial bartender so you know clients come to me every few <laughs> weeks and I get to know them very well yeah and it's like I, I hear all their problems and stuff which is t- fun and in my and now we're here and in my <laughs> office I have like wine and Tito's and you have to be obviously over yeah, 21 yeah. Or, or bottled water too and tea we have <laughs> she, tea too <laughs> she, I, I go into her office and she's like do you want anything and I was like I, I have tea coffee she's like tea coffee I'm like water's fine. It's fine I have three kinds of tea actually but my point is so um so tea. right so it's like you have to um you know, so my, I always tell my clients this, it's my life is a movie right now. So I am the director and the writer of my movie. Oof. And the, right now at this moment in time, I am sitting here with Abby on Tough Skin Podcast. And this is where I want to be at this moment in time, learning. I had no idea I was going to get interviewed, but this is exactly where I want to be in this moment in my life. Now, if 
later on in my life, when I leave here and if I encounter something, a friend who calls me that is bringing me down, social media, whatever it is that's toxic, because remember, social media is a facade. People are only putting it's their a highlight best... highlight reel. Right. It's a, it's, it's a caricature version of who they are. It's not reality. Presets. You got it. And a lot of people see that and like, oh gosh, I feel so bad about myself. Look how great their life is. It's not true. But if that's something, that that's a trigger for you, then that's something that you don't need in your movie. You need to remove those characters in the movie. Fire them. Sometimes it's been clients. I've had a few clients and I don't have them oh, anymore. I've had clients. Every, that's great. That, that's such a good way to No, I do it. because like clients bring me money, right? Income, right? I wouldn't have a business without them and I appreciate them. However, on the flip side, I rather not have a business than service people that bring that bring negativity in my life. And I used to I have agree. those one or two clients that are just, you know, toxic to me. And so, um, and so, whatever. I'm not even going to go into detail, but they're no longer my clients. But mm-hmm. you know, and as a business owner, I could do whatever I want. I could, you know, in a professional way, because mm-hmm. you always want to maintain professionalism, professionalism. absolutely. Um, but uh, so those are the people that I choose not to have in my movie. So that's the way I I live my life. Is that this is my movie? How is how is the scene gonna play today? What is this today's scene gonna be? Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes you have to you know like again write characters off the show or off the movie. And so as a result of that, on that journey that you were speaking of. You learn, and especially as you get older, this is something that comes with age as well. Because when you're younger, it's like, oh, I feel bad. Like, she's really nice, and I don't want to, like, you know, break up with her, you know, whatever. But listen, if she's not bringing value to your life, and on the contrary, if it's just, you know, I've had friends when I was younger that are jealous or, you know, they're just sort of like... um very high maintenance. You always have to like give them praise and approval because they are insecure in their own lives and this is how they seek, um, how they they get stronger is by kind of bringing you down and, yeah. you know, it's like the proverbial bully when my daughter yeah, was younger. Honey, true. they're they're only bullying you. You know what I would tell my daughter? Oh, so-and-so was mean to me. She was bullying me. I said, you know what? Let's pray for her. This is why, this is my philosophy because you don't know what's going on in her life right now. She could be going home, getting abused. Mm-hmm. She may have a horrible home life. Her parents may be getting divorced and she is taking it out on you it's manifesting in uh, it she's manifesting her her you know her trauma and her life on you at school because it's making her feel better about herself so let's pray for her and give her strength because you don't know what's going on in people's lives i always consider what other people are going on in their lives now you never know now it doesn't mean i'm going to be best friends with them they're going to be out of my movie but i am going to pray for them and give them you know gosh i I wish them the best wish them the best because I know I'm intelligent enough to know that there's a reason why they're acting that way. Because I did nothing to them for them to be treating me in this way. So those, that's it. Those are the three major pieces of advice I give you. <laughs> wow. Educate, that's... shadow, and remove the toxic from your life. Honestly, I don't know if you were like talking to me or to everybody, but I was taking it in because I think, <laughs> I think that's such a beautiful thing, you know. And also, like my advice for any business people or any people that just wants to empower. People, I would say, like what you said as well, like surround yourself with people that will lift you up and not tear you down. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's not like you are who you surround yourself with. You know, like take a look around. Like, are you with good friends or are you with people that constantly tear you down? Or are you with people that are business minded or however, however they think like you and that will push you to become what you said, a better version of yourself. 
right? So and, I think that's right. And you know who my biggest cheerleader is? My husband. He motivates me and pushes me to, you know, and he supports me, which is the operative word of support. Yeah. So, you, you know, so for those that are in relationships, you know, you want to be with a partner that supports you because there's nothing worse than why are you doing that? Why, why are you wasting your time Sitting on, on that? Sitting on the sidelines. You know, like my father back in the day, he was like, why do you want to do that? And it was like, it made me feel bad. I'm human. I'm, I'm tough, but listen, I have tough skin, right? But I'm, I'm human. And yeah. so that hurt me, you know, so... Whatever. It gave me tougher skin, so. <laughs> hey, well, that's the perfect segue into this episode. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is such a great, empowering episode, and we learned so much about each other. I know. About you. I know, right? I cried on the podcast. I'm glad I didn't wear mascara. I'm going to have my uh, my lash, lash extensions on. I'm like, yeah, I think I need to, like, get back into lashes. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the tea for today. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I love the whole real and rawness of it. It's something so genuine because on YouTube – you know, you just get the edited version of me, like the videography, photography, life films, you get the cool transitions and videos and photos that we take. But in this podcast, you can just be the real and raw and yourself. Yep. You know, it's not a facade. It's not uh, like we joke around about being TV hosts, but it's a place where you can truly be yourself and talk about like what hardships you got. through, And it kind of brings you back being like, wow. I did overcome this. I overcame all of these hardships and that's how I got tough skin. Right. And more importantly, I'm not the only one that's going through this and feeling this way. And there's people out there that a are huge, uh, hundreds of people that are on the same, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one kind of thing. So. Yeah. And the, to those out there that think you're the only one out there, like hearing Rose's story, you know, you're not alone. You know, you're not alone, and if you ever feel that, like, even, like, people out there that feel, you know, like, things with their dad, that they didn't get the affirmation from their dad, you know, you know, there's someone out there that does love you, you know, like, for me, it's God, but for you, it could be anything, but, you know, take that, and take how Rose took that, and she took her dad, and she, she ended up, even though she felt, like, hurt by that, but at the end of the day, hit, like, by her, like, her dad, doing all that stuff brought her closer to her purpose because she found her purpose when she took care of him and that like is, that loved is him and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, that, um, that's basically it. So I think, thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> thank you for being here. And do you want to plug yourself? Uh, Where can they follow you? Well, they can follow me on all social media platforms. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. I guess I'm, like I said, I'm not on those. Uh, What is it again? TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. The Twitter. Um, At Beauty and A-N-D Brow Lounge. At Beauty and Brow Lounge. um, Or beautyandbrowlounge.com gives you links to all my platforms. And so I'm so happy to be here. Can't wait to touch your face again and get my my hands on your eyebrows. (laughs) I know. She's looking at my eyebrows and be like, we need to do a lot. No, they're beautiful. I'm not, listen, I'm not wearing my glasses right now. I'm I'm blind without them. Awesome. So yeah, definitely follow Rose on all social media. It'll be linked down below and comment comment on our tough skin underscore podcast Instagram page and let us know what you guys think of the episode. We'll probably take a look like a selfie or something or post a cute picture of our mics for for the thing. And you guys can comment there on the picture and tell us what you thought of the episode, what you thought of Rose, and when you guys want her back on to get all the tea. But yeah, so thank you for having me, guys. Of course. So we will hear you guys in our next episode. Ciao. Bye, guys. 
Wow, that was such an awesome episode. Thank you so much to our special guest. And if you guys haven't already, make sure to follow them on all of their social media. It'll be linked down below. As well, follow toughskin underscore podcast on Instagram, comment below on our latest picture, and let us know what you guys thought of this episode. If you guys like this episode, make sure to favorite on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So with that being said, this is Tough Skin, so we'll hear you guys in our next episode.